0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke with Ian Peebles, the general manager of Silver Pet Prints in Australia. Listen as Ian chats about the unique custom jewellery design and retail franchise for pets, the journey of Silver Pets so far, the recent growth and scalability to date, what makes Silver Pet Prints such a highly profitable franchise to own, what franchisees can expect when joining, Ian's advice and guidance on starting your own business, and so much more. Tune in now to discover more. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Ellen Rogers from the Eden Exchange team. Today our guest is Ian Peebles, who is the General Manager of Silver Pet Prints in Australia, a unique custom jewellery design and retail franchise for pets and other beloved animals. Welcome to the podcast, Ian.
1: Thank you, Ellen. Looking forward to it.
0: Now, can you start off by telling us about your background and how you first became involved with Silver Pet Prints?
1: Well, my wife was a franchisee of our human brand, our human sister brand called Small Print back in 2007. And uh, in 2011, I purchased the master franchise rights for Small Print, and then Silver Pet Prints came along a couple of years after that in 2013. So I've been involved with the overall brand of our keepsake jewelry since 2007, full time since 2011. And Silver Pet Prints came about as we identified a, I guess, a separate need to our human products, certainly different marketplace, and so we developed a, a standalone brand in Silver Pet Prints to cater for that.
0: What are the initial business challenges did you have as the general manager?
1: So, first off, we, because the small print franchise network had been established and then we introduced the the brand Silver Pet Prints. There was, I guess, an element of some of the franchisees that we thought would come across and do both brands, but did not at that stage. They wanted to stay within the the human sphere and didn't didn't want to involve themselves with the the pet side of things. And so our network was originally quite small to start with. It has been growing steadily since that time but it's still a, a fair way behind where our human brand small print is sitting. Certainly in terms of its target market, it requires a different approach to the market. There's a lot more third party opportunities to work with, such as vets or groomers or mobile dog washers or you know pet crematoriums, the whole pet, pet industry. And so that takes, I guess, a, a slightly different approach to, to dealing directly with consumers, as is our, our human brand.
0: Talking about the other brands on the market and the uniqueness of Silver Pet Prints, how does it compare to others on the market and what's the unique selling point of this business model?
1: So Silver Pet Prints is the only personal keepsake brand that specialises in the pet market. Most of our competitors basically align themselves with their human brand first and so it becomes I guess a subset of, of their, their main brand. For us, Silver Pet Prince is a standalone brand. Uh, certainly you know having been in the marketplace now for coming up for nine years, we've established. We've got some very good working partners in the pet crematorium space who value our products. We because we do specialize in it, we certainly consider our product to be superior to some of the others in the marketplace. And being part of our global network, Certainly, it gives our franchisees an opportunity to, to learn from others and, and have support from others within the, the network in, in a range of countries that we, that we work with our products. In Australia, because of the I guess the specialty nature of our brand, it certainly just makes a bit more sense for some of the third-party pet people that we deal with, as opposed to if it was small print, and here we are presenting a, a sub-brand of small print. So certainly having a standalone brand has been very beneficial.
0: Talking about your current clients and your customers, is that something that's scalable? Like, can you scale the types of customers you work with?
1: Absolutely, and that's one of the, I think, the real beauty of our our franchise model is most of our franchisees work out of home and they deal with direct with customer end consumers, but also, as I've mentioned a couple of times, with with a range of third party people within the pet industry. It's a business that could sit alongside. You know a pet groomer or you know some, in a pet store or or whatever else rather than it just be you know a home-based business certainly the same target market is you know is being appealed to in those other businesses and, and that's where i think there's a, a chance for it to be an add-on business to an existing pet business our our key memorial partner Operates out of WA, South Australia, and Victoria at this stage, and we, we work very closely with them in supplying them with the memorial jewellery that comes uh, comes through their businesses, and they work with a whole network of vets within the respective marketplaces. So I, I think the there is no end line with it. You know, there's there's a lot of people that don't know our product exists. Certainly in the memorial space, we hear a lot of, from people. Oh, I wish I'd known about this before. My like pet passed away last year or whatever else, so certainly exposure of the brand could increase and that would come with franchisees working in particular areas around Australia and New Zealand that I look after as well.
0: And talking more about those partnerships, are there opportunities for more e-commerce measures like, say, setting up online shops and marketplaces, and things like that?
1: So we have with our website e-commerce facility and certainly our franchisees, get the rewards of that when orders come directly through our website. But also franchisees have the opportunity to drive local area engagement through social media and, and setting up e-commerce opportunities through the, the various social media channels as well. One of the, the, I guess, the benefits of our franchise network is that every franchisee gets a homepage on our website. So when client or customer goes to our silverpetprints.com site, Puts in their postcode address, up will come the details of their local jeweler, what events they're at, how to make contact with them and, and deal with them via that interface.
0: And in your market response at the moment, do you find your customers and those you interact with are very positive about what you offer? Like, do you find it's a very loving and very warming kind of environment?
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. It's, it's quite it's almost a little bit staggering and surprising, but certainly in the you know, as pets get towards end of life and, you know, for those who are pet lovers and, and understand what, you know, a pet means to somebody, to have a permanent reminder of that pet, in a, you know, charm or a pendant, whatever it may be, is really, it's quite rewarding from our end because we get such positive feedback from clients who, who just cherish the pieces because of the memories that it, that it brings them. In a non-memorial side of it, we tend to deal with a whole range of people from, younger adults through to, you know, the the gay community through to older people where their pets, their life. So it's a really nice product. And, you know, we get some really positive feedback across all all of the customer bases we work with.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I've had some friends who've tattooed their late pets paw prints on their bodies or have done an illustrated painting on the wall of their pets. So it really does mean a lot. And I think for someone who might not want to get the needle and Tattoo the paw print or their pet on their body, or a keychain or a necklace pendant would be perfect.
1: Doesn't, doesn't hurt as much.
0: Yes, definitely doesn't hurt as much. So, Ian, talking more about you mentioned South Australian WA. Where are each of your franchisees operating at the moment?
1: At the moment, we have a jeweler in Perth, in Adelaide, in Hobart. Pet office operates out of here, out of Melbourne. And we have another jeweler in the northern suburbs, a jeweler in a North Shore in Sydney. And at this stage, uh, no one operating in, in Queensland, but we do have our Auckland uh, representative also working the product over in New Zealand.
0: And the setup for each franchisee, is that something that's set up at home or do they need to set up at marketplaces or at an office site?
1: It certainly can be either, but generally most of our franchisees are looking at this as a home-based business. The equipment that's required to make the jewellery is relatively small, so it doesn't require a, a massive amount of space at home. The a kiln is about the smaller than a microwave oven, for instance. So if someone's got a spare room at home, they can certainly set up and operate all facets of the business from that space. You know, a lot of our franchisees might even keep their, their kiln out in the, the garage and, and do their firing out there rather than inside the house at all. Because you're not seeing customers face-to-face from a from a, I guess, generally from a home-based scenario, you do need to get out and about and present the product, whether it be at local craft markets or visibility through local pet orientated businesses, you know, the local pet store or the, you know, the dog groomer or things along those lines. But certainly it can operate out of a bricks and mortar premises as well, whether it's a standalone business or potentially a side business for a, an existing one.
0: And on that note, what kind of person are you looking for as a silver pet print franchisee?
1: So the facets of, of I guess, skills that I think you need to be a successful franchisee. The actual production of the jewelry is probably the least required. You know, we teach all of that in the induction phase of a new franchisee, the the production methods is a step-by-step approach. It's it's fairly easy, even I can can do it. So, that part is is not the critical part. For me, it's the the person's business, I guess acumen, but also what their business goals are. I think the business as I mentioned earlier, is scalable. It certainly can reach whatever heights someone's business goals might be. It then would come back to how they're going to structure their business and how they're going to grow it to the level they want to. And so, certainly, business knowledge, the ability to probably be be strong enough in sales that you can go and visit third parties and and present you know the case scenario for why they'd want to get involved with sort of Silver Pepperins, I think, is probably a, a key part to it. We certainly assist from a I guess, a, a or perspective in things like local area marketing, social media, you know, skilling and, and things along those lines. So that, you know, is not, again, something that is needed from the outset because it can be taught and, and we have the resources to assist there. But certainly someone that's uh, confident enough to, to spruik the product, whether it be at a craft market, directed consumers or to a, an owner of a business where we're looking to, to partner them and be involved with them.
0: Mm. And the operation of making these customised jewellery pieces, does the franchisee need talent with jewellery making or is it more streamlined that anyone can use the models and use the device?
1: It's very easy to to pick it up and do. We use a special sterling silver clay called PMC that we we source through an import company Mitsubishi. The actual shapes and sizes that we make our jewellery is all set in terms of, of the cutters that we use. It is quite an easy process to make the jewellery. Some computer skills are needed around uh, manipulating the, the paw print images to the right size and you know, making sure there's no dog hair or, or fluff or whatever between the paw pads and things like that. But generally, it's we haven't had anyone not be able to make the jewellery in our, what is it now, 15 years of working with this product.
0: And where are you looking for new locations at the moment? Is there somewhere in particular that you're looking at that is yet untapped?
1: Well, certainly we'd love to have one or more up in Queensland, very big geographic state, and so certainly there's scope for, for several there, whether it be south-east Queensland or, or even up in the far north. I think Canberra would also be a, a very good place. There's opportunity certainly in other parts of Sydney, probably south of Perth, WA. You know, certainly or Tassie's covered at this stage, but uh, you know, there's certainly plenty of territories for people and regional, regional areas are not covered at really at all in a face-to-face situation so that opportunity also exists.
0: As the general manager what are your goals at the moment for silver pet Prince over the next few years? I mean you've recently been to the franchise expo is that a part of a goal in mind?
1: Yeah I'm certainly looking to broaden the I guess the, the face-to-face availability of silver pet print franchisees It's certainly it's an easy product to interact with online and that's fine from a for a certain extent but certainly being able to build, you know, customer rapport and yeah, you know, show people face to face what the product actually looks like, that you know is a little bit harder than an online environment. And so, having you know people in in more areas around the country will enable them to you know, certainly expand the reach of the product to people from a face to face perspective and build build relationships with businesses in those areas. There's only so much from you know a head office base you can do to engage with some of the, the smaller third party operators where there's opportunities. So I think having you know a bigger network will, uh, will certainly accelerate the product in that respect.
0: Thanks, Ian. Now, as a person who has helped, like taken on and built up a business, especially a niche business, your insights and your experience are really valuable to our listeners. So we just wanted to ask a question about advice. Can you offer any advice to someone looking to start a small business venture like Silver Pet Prince?
1: Yeah, I think the, what I've, Found over my time in in my role is the people that come in with a business mindset, with clear business goals, have a much greater chance of achieving them. So one of the things that i have probably a bit red hot on when I'm talking to a potential new franchisee is, well, what are your business goals? You know, what what are your aspirations? What does it need to drive from an income and a profit perspective for you? Because we may not be the right fit for you, or maybe we are. But what we certainly don't want as a a business is someone that thinks it's all going to just happen because uh, rather than them having an active part in the success of their own business. And to me, you know, one of a guy I once worked for had a a saying, begin with the end in mind. And I've always remembered that and said, well, okay, well, what is your end goal? And then how do we work back to make a plan that's going to reach that end goal? Because without, you know, some sort of a plan, I don't think anything's really going to be achieved to any merit. And so that's one of the, I guess, the, the key things that I look for in a, a franchisee in their application is that they understand what it is they're getting in business for. You know, I think there's there's an element of people that, you know, don't like working for someone else or don't like their job, they've got a bit stale, whatever the case, I think oh, I'd be great to work for myself, I love pets, I love the product, you know, this is for me, then I would then say, well, okay, well, what is it you want to achieve? You know, because, you know, getting out of your, your, your what might be a dull job now is fine, but we want people that are I guess uh, keen to achieve you know strong marks and and have their own sense of I guess satisfaction in in reaching those goals as well and and for me that's the starting point of someone evaluating any business whether it's our business or someone else's is that that business is going to meet their business goals and and aspirations because we you know we're not going to be right for everybody and everyone's not going to be right for us but certainly if, if someone's got a the aspiration that is uh, within what I consider to be a realistic uh, achievement of our business, then they may well be right for us.
0: Thanks, Ian. It does sound like a great business opportunity to give back to the community and grow a worthwhile business. And it sounds like you've had quite an experience building up Silver Pet Prints into what it is today. And thank you for sharing that experience. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to learn more about the Silver Pet Prince opportunity, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry, and the team at Silver Pet Prince will get the ball rolling AACP and get you started on your franchising journey. Now, thanks again for joining us on the podcast today, Ian. We wish you all success in your continuing business journey, and we hope to hear from you soon.
1: Thanks, Ellen. Appreciate it very much.
0: Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke with Ian Peebles, the general manager of Silver Pet Prints in Australia, a unique custom jewellery design and retail franchise for pets. To find out more about Silver Pet Prints, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes, or stitches if you're using Android. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, For more information on the buying, selling, and investing world, until next time, thanks for listening.